life. No more senseless death, the song says. I speak life. Oh, goodness, what a message this Advent season. You ready to hear and speak yourself life? Words of life into the season, into this place, in our world, into this history. The song says, I speak life. God over and over again continues to speak life right into our situation, right into what's going on in our lives. I love it also that that song before that lady sang, um, did you all notice that our director of worship arts, Mark Brown, wrote the words and music to that song? I love it that it was Mary's prayer, and Mary's prayer was, you know, thankful for second chances, and let me make the faithful choice this time. Let me make the faithful choice this time. So as we talk about speaking life and making the faithful choice, we come to this second week of Advent, which has just wonderful, inspirational reading, don't y'all think? Brood of vipers? Is that speaking life into the world? Brood of vipers. John the Baptist. Well, you know what? You have to give John the Baptist a little bit of free grace as he's preaching because, you know, he grew up as a preacher's kid. You know what a PK is? He was a preacher's kid. His parents were Elizabeth and Zechariah, and they were around that temple a lot. Zechariah, y'all remember the story? He was one of those that was chosen to go into the Holy of Holies, and they tied a rope around his leg in case he died in there so they could yank him out. Because no one went in there. So this is John the Baptist's father. The one who goes into the Holy of Holies. Zechariah and Elizabeth, his mother. I wonder if John got taken into too many church committee meetings. (laughs) Or had to sit too often in the pew while mom was practicing in the choir up there. There's more than preacher kids out here. There's choir kids out here too. (laughs) You know. So, So in his life. John knew what the church was like, what the temple was about, maybe a little bit too intimately what the temple was about. And so John lived in Judah. They weren't right in the main town, the main temple. They were right outside it. And though he lived on the margins, John was not marginalized. He had a voice. And he started saying, things aren't okay. This Roman occupation and the agreements people have made with this occupation just are not okay. And my religious leaders, he says, have let me down. And so he starts preaching. Starts preaching out by the Jordan River and says, come on, come on down. You can change your life. Repent and be baptized. How many of you heard that word repent and it makes you shudder? You know, it's been used in lots of bad ways. Essentially, John says, look at your life. And if there's a way for you to turn Godward, let's do it. You have a second chance. You can make the faithful decision. These are words of life. These are words of grace in our lives. So John, in his his way with his hairy vest and his leather belt, all of you leather people can be happy you're in the Bible, is shouting out in the wilderness, come on, things aren't as they should be. I'm speaking words of life. Repent. And as John is speaking these words out, he notices that some of these people that he has issue with, I don't know if they did Zechariah and Sarah wrong or what, some of these people he has issue with start to show up. 
They start to show up, uh, the Sadducees and the Pharisees in their fine robes, and they start to come to him. And he says, oh, who, you, who, did, who made you wake up and get out here? And he says, you are just a brood of vipers. You know, I don't think he's being too harsh. Remember, Jesus later says, you're a bunch of whitewashed tombs. So there's some choice words for these groups of people. You're a brood of vipers. But John says there's a second chance. If your heart is changed, come on, let's get in the water together. And let's be baptized and let's make some faithful choices now. Some of you may be wondering who is John the Baptist in our world today and who might be crying out in the wilderness for us to hear. I don't know any of you remember Whoopi Goldberg and Elizabeth Taylor. Do you remember them joining together at the beginning of fundraising for the AIDS crisis? They were John the Baptist. They were saying, oh, you brood of vipers. Come on. Let's get some funding ready. People are dying. Let's speak life. You know? What about Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? This is wrong. Let's speak life. He was not marginalized. He had a voice that he spoke into the world, and it may change. We're invited to rethink. Could we make more faithful choices? I know surely some of us aren't healed from election yet. You know, and whether you watch Fox News or whether you watch MSNBC, you can be hearing people say, you brood of vipers. You brood of vipers. You know, let's make different decisions. Can we make some faithful decisions? And I want you to hear this quote from a Reverend Amy Allen. Amy says this, It's worth saying directly in light of recent political discourse that Matthew's John is not describing all Jewish people with this critique. He speaks directly to the Jewish leaders, and not even to all the Jewish leaders at that. John is calling out a particular group of leaders, which is threatening the spiritual exercise of baptism and repentance, in which John and his fellow Jews are engaged. John's point is that bloodline is not enough. Your status is not enough. Your money is not enough. Who you trust in is not enough. He, as a Jew, is calling to account the Pharisees and Sadducees as leaders who have let their people down. So he's saying, repent. Repent. If you change your heart, let's get baptized together and see what faithful decisions we can make. This preacher's kid is doing an okay job. We don't know if he's this way because he loves Zechariah and Sarah, and they were radicals that tied themselves to the temple posts. We don't know if he's doing it this way in rebellion to Zechariah and Sarah, that they might be lined up with Sadducees and Pharisees. We just know this preacher's kid has something to say to us today in Advent as we prepare for Jesus coming as the Christ child. You might hear, though, in this that only the leaders need to hear this word, right? Only the leaders? But John doesn't just baptize the leaders. He calls everyone into new relationship with God, calls everyone into repentance, everyone into the river, everyone to be baptized. So as you're sitting in your pew this morning, this isn't just about those who are reading or singing or preaching today. This is about each and every one of us. And don't we know that the pew can be a place of wilderness? 
Don't we know that sometimes we are our own worst enemies? Don't we know that sometimes right when we start off to try to do the good thing we want to do, something just gets in the way and is a stumbling block and we just never get where we want to be? That wilderness that keeps us from continuing to try? Song said, don't give up. Keep on trying. Keep on trying. So just also for us, right there in the pews, in the place of our own wildernesses of knowing what we hope to be and what we are not yet. But there's this interesting thing about repentance. However you've been preached about it in the past. It's less about what you've done wrong and how you feel about it and whatever sense of shame or blame or guilt you have about it. That's not what it's about. It's about what are you going to do next? It's about what is the faithful choice you can make now? It's not about saying I'm sorry over and over and over again. It's about being able to be transformed by God into a life more like Christ. Repentance is about being transformed by God into a life more like Christ. Does that sound different than maybe you've heard before? It's not about just groveling or guilt or shame. I know for some people that was like 45 minutes of their 47-minute church service. But that's not what the heart of repentance is about. It's about what you are called to do next. And that could feel unexpected could feel like an interruption into your life. I've said, I'm sorry, I'm really, really sorry. Okay, but now, John the Baptist says, bear fruit. Bear fruit. You know, Jesus said the same thing when he talked to the fig tree. Why aren't you bearing fruit yet? You know, there was a judgment against not bearing fruit. So baptism wasn't the only thing. There was another step to come after it, making those faithful choices and living a, li- living a life that was fruitful, a life that can, I like that word fruitful, don't you like that? Fruitful in our world. Do we trust God enough that God can make our lives fruitful? Do we trust God enough that God can help us make a difference? Do we trust that God is right there with us, willing to transform us into the image of Christ? Do we believe it? And can we trust it? You know, God said enough. I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to come to you in Jesus as a baby. And let's see what we can do together. Over and over again, God reaches out to us so that we may know God's love. Well, if it's getting too heavy and if you're thinking about going home and watching your next marathon on Netflix, such as the writer said, he also gives us three possibilities for what we might choose to do this Advent season. His name is David Lowe's, and he says of these three possibilities, the first one is to dream God's dream for you. You may be out of touch with what that is. You may not be sure what it is God has next for you in your life, but it said to just spend some time dreaming. It's not about making a to-do list. It's not an actions items list to check off. It's to spend some time dreaming about who God dreams you to be, how you might be made into that image of Christ. Spend some time dreaming. And then he says, second, choose a personal act or element, piece of who you are that you feel like needs to be transformed and start on just one. Not everything all the time, just one. 
pray about it. Pray about it, choose it, and then take action. And then he says, but don't only make this a personal thing because Jesus is about justice for the world. Go outside of your own spiritual life and journey and think of others. Look in the world around you and look at the community and figure out what your heart is called to be a part of, what your voice is called to be a part of, where you're called to contribute, time or money, which one would it be? There are so many. And just pray about one and figure out what you can do with time or money to make a difference in that space. So this three thing, this three action item from David Lowe's dream, Take a personal action and take a communal action and see what might be transformed in your life. I think that Walter and I started on this a year ago. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, we decided a year ago when someone came to us and said, we have a child we think would be perfect for you for adoption. We decided we would try that on for a little bit and see what that was like. So a year ago, a 12-year-old was introduced to us, and we started meeting them over time. And y'all have met him here at church, Michael. Sometimes he sits here on the front pew. Sometimes he doesn't sit. He runs around. (laughs) You know. But I think we dreamed. What would God dream for our family? What would God dream for our life at this point in time? And what can we do that is the next faithful action for us? And God, help us with this second chance to take the right faithful action. And so as we prayed about it and as time went on and as caseworkers surrounded us, they were sort of like John the Baptist and they were like smoke alarms that go off at 4 a.m. in the morning. You run all over the house to try and figure out which one it is and it's hard to tell. And they just keep bothering you and bothering you and it keeps nagging at you that's something you're supposed to do. And so finally we said yes and took some personal action to get certified to be a home for a child to live in. And then after we did that, we decided that we would go on this grand experiment, this grand of experiments that might not be like anything we would ever try before. And so I need you to know on World AIDS Day, this Thursday, December the 1st, which was Reverend Vicky's 50th birthday, 54th, 54th birthday. And... In which we remembered the names of those we've lost. I have another reason to celebrate that day. Is that on that day we went to court and Michael legally became our child. As our five years. Judge Angela there said that was a first for her. Uh, One of the lawyers called Walter and I brothers, and I had to say, no, husbands. Husbands had to correct him. But then they turned to Michael after asking us questions, and Michael approached the little microphone that was there and said, do you want to be a part of this family? And he said, yes. Jazz hands. The, the judge was so tickled, she said, make sure you get that on the record. <laughs> that was a new one for her. After the formalities were finished, we went around to take a picture with this picture with the judge, and then Michael got to pick a teddy bear off of a shelf she has there of stuffed animals. And uh, he, in this one, you can barely see it, but it, he picked the rainbow uh, teddy bear. So 
Jazz Hands Rainbow Teddy Bear. And then as a family, our first act together um, that day was that we ended up going to the World uh, AIDS Day luncheon. And so I want you to pray because Michael's now a preacher's kid. <laughs> like John, now a preacher's kid. And he does have a vest he likes, but it's not made of hair. It's from Jim the Outrageous Doll. And it fits him, and it's like neon pink and green and yellow, and it's all furry. It's all furry. You know, so it goes with jazz hands. And goes with a rainbow bear uh, is who this preacher's kid is going to be in our life of our church. So pray for him, especially as a preacher's kid. And you know, once you start on a journey like this, unexpected things do happen. So now that we've uh, adopted Michael, then he chose to adopt the neighborhood cat. (laughs) And so now not only do we have a 13-year-old in our house, but we also have a new cat in our house that's been you know, gone through the vet and says it's safe to have this young cat in our home. So whatever is going on in your life, remember that you can dream. Dream a dream of what God has for you and your family. Take some breaths and wonder what it might be. And after you've done that for a while, wonder about what it is for you personally. Wonder what it is communally. And take action. Because... You can make a difference. John the Baptist in saying, brood of vipers, it's not trying to make you run away. John the Baptist is saying, like that smoke alarm nagging you, wake up, wake up. With a change of heart, come into the water, and let's make the next faithful decision together. Amen.